Welcome to a Biblical Perspective Podcast, where God's point of view matters. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. This podcast is designed to expand you beyond the mind's cultural and theological limitations about the Bible and what it teaches. Prepare for the challenge of becoming a critical thinker, analyzing life from God's perspective. Boldly and unapologetically, I'll address the ills and issues of our day using scripture as the frame of reference. Get ready to empower your thinking and change your life. Now, let's hear what God has to say. Greetings. Welcome to another episode of a Biblical Perspective Podcast, the podcast designed to expand you beyond the mind's cultural and theological limitations about the Bible and what it teaches. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. What joy it is to have this opportunity to empower your thinking and change your life from God's perspective. Today, we are addressing the subject matter. What are you seeking after? Not are you seeking after something, but what is it that you're seeking after? Every last one of us are in pursuit of something. We're in pursuit of a goal. We're in pursuit of an accomplishment. We're in pursuit of a dream. Whatever it is, the question is, are you seeking after that which is beneficial or detrimental. So make sure that you stick with the prophet on today because today's episode is going to indeed empower your thinking and change your life. So buckle your seatbelts and get ready. But before we dive into our topic on today, I want to encourage you as I do at the beginning of every podcast to go to my website, ctjohnson.org and request to receive your free monthly empowering thought e-letter. The e-letters will provoke you to expand your thinking beyond life's limitations. So make sure if you have not already, Go to the website, sign up right now to receive absolutely free your monthly empowering thought e-letter. Also, while you're there on the site, you need to download the Charisma Plus app and subscribe to the magazine. You can do it all from the website, ctjohnson.org. Simply click on the CPN affiliate tab. Doing this supports and enables a biblical perspective podcast to continue empowering lives all around the world. So now you know what I need for you to do. I need for you to prepare to think critically as we address today's subject in the form of the question, what are you seeking after? Are you seeking after that which will benefit your life, enhance your life? Are you seeking that which will take you into the next dimension, into the next realm of God's plan, God's purpose? Or are you seeking after that which will cause your cause destiny to be forfeited? Are you seeking after that which is going to cause harm? Are you seeking after that which is a strong delusion? Hmm? Questions that definitely need answers. So as we go through today's teaching, I want you to write down two empowering points that stood out to you in regards to our subject matter. And I want you to email them to admin at ctjohnson.org or if you are a part of our A Biblical Perspective podcast Facebook group family, you can send your two empowering points that way via Messenger, or you can put it directly in the comments. I want to dialogue and have conversation with you as it pertains to your thoughts and your observations regarding today's teaching. So email me at admin, A-D-M-I-N at ctjohnson.org or post in our A Biblical Perspective podcast Facebook group, your two empowering points. All right. Now, I'm getting ready to take you into a pre-recorded teaching, a simulcast that I did on last week in regards to this subject, what are you seeking? 
specifically addressing the subject. Embrace the fire, pursue the hammer. Now, in order for you to know what prophet is talking about, you need stay tuned. We're going to take you into this powerful teaching. And I'm telling you, I know beyond shadow of doubt, you're going to be empowered. Your life is going to be changed. What are you seeking after? Let's hear what God has to say. We're going to deal with the subject, the topic, embrace the fire, pursue the hammer. Now, just let that sit for a second. Just let that sit while I sip right out the gate. Mm -hmm. Embrace the fire, pursue the hammer. Once again, I want you to let that sit, let that simmer. Embrace the fire. Now, in the natural, we have been taught to respect fire. We have been taught that fire, when it is disrespected, when it is misappropriated, mishandled, that fire can be destructive, that fire can kill, that fire can cause great distress and great harm, which is true. But I want you to, as I just told you a few moments ago, as we entered into tonight's empowerment session, I want you to open your inner ear, your spiritual ear, so that you can hear what the Spirit of God is saying expressly and apply it to the area of your life. So embrace the fire. We're not running from it. We're not desiring and or endeavoring to smother it, to put it out, but we are embracing the fire and then pursuing the hammer. Let's look at Jeremiah 23 and 19. It's right there on your screen. This is our foundational text. Listen to what it says. Is not my word, if you're following along with me in your Bible, highlight that word, word, or highlight the word, word, underline it, all right? And then if you're taking notes, write the word down because we're going to break it down here shortly. But Jeremiah 23, 19, is not my word like as a fire? I want you to highlight and circle fire. Saith the Lord, and like a hammer. So God likens his word to fire and to a hammer. And then he concludes this verse by saying, the hammer, the word, breaketh the rock in pieces. The word of God. So right out the gate, we are speaking regarding the word of God as it pertains to pursuing the fire or rather embracing the fire and pursuing the hammer. In essence, we are talking about the word of God. Now, you may say, well, prophet, listen, um, this probably is an elementary word as it pertains to your, your level of spiritual and, and and biblical and scriptural enlightenment and education, because some of you might say, well, of course, we ought to pursue the word of God as the elective God, as the redeemed, all right, as the blood wash. We ought to pursue the word of God and embrace the word of God. But I'm going to help us tonight understand that there are various dimensions and even dynamics to the word of God. And because that is so, many, they pick and choose what form of the word they will allow to manifest in their life, to dominate in their life, to rule and to dictate. See, as long, hallelujah, I feel Jesus already. As long as the word of God is is, is manifesting as a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. As long as the word of God is, is, is helping us and aiding us and, and, and directing us in positive ways and, 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 and we're, 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 we're happy about what the word is doing and happy about what the word is producing and we concur and coincide and sign off on what God is doing by way of his word in us and through us as though he needs our sign, our signature on what it is he endeavors to do. But as long as the word of God is manifesting in our lives by the way of 
by, by, by the way of God's love, we're happy. We're okay. We're reading it. We're praying it. We're, we're, we're studying it. But as soon as God manifests and or exposes unto us another side and or another facet of himself, of the word, which produce, which comes to cut, which comes to produce the next dimension of who you are in him. See, the word of God is a sculpting tool. Y'all, excuse me, I speak in tongues. I spent some time with the Lord today, so I'm fired up. Glory to God. The word of God is a sculpting tool. Hence, Jeremiah saying, is not, let me put this slide back up. Jeremiah saying, is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord. Notice who is declaring this. It's the Lord that's declaring what his word is, what his word does, what his word comes to produce. A fire, the purpose of fire in the non-destructive manner is to produce a material, to produce a benefit, to produce something that is usable. That's the purpose of fire. When, and if you are watching via YouTube and or Facebook, you see the, the picture that I have here of a blacksmith, a blacksmith's tool. We, 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 we see the anvil, we see the, the hammer and the, and or the mallet, and then the fire in the background. And so when a, when, when, when a blacksmith is, is processing metal and or goldsmith, uh, when they're processing metal, they place that metal in the fire for various reasons to make it pliable so that what they are endeavoring to do to that metal and even with that metal in regards to molding it and sculpting it and, and shaping it from its current form into the wheel, the purpose and the plan of the goldsmith and or the blacksmith, they place it in the fire. So fire from a non-destructive aspect is to produce a benefit. Huh? And then the hammer has place, has purpose, because the fire makes the metal pliable, and then the hammer is the tool that is utilized to sculpt it, to, 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 to shape it into the shape and or into the object and or into uh, the, the, the element that the blacksmith the goldsmith desires. Okay. And so as I aforementioned, as long as God is manifesting the word in our life to the point that we're blessed and we're benefited and we're prospering, we're okay. But as soon as that word manifests into a fire that comes to consume habits, proclivities, mindsets, behaviors, that are abominable, that are disrespectful to the Lord Jesus Christ, that are uh, that that causes us to remain unusable. Now we have problem. Now there's pushback when the word of God comes in the form of a hammer to break in pieces your stubbornness. I'm teaching good to break in pieces the stony heart that has been erected and developed through culture and through rearing and raising and upbringing that's contrary to the word of God, we have problem, but I'm, we have problems as it pertains to that. But I want to help us understand that we are not to run away from the word of God when it cuts and when it uh, exhumes what we have spent the majority of our lives trying to hide and cover up. Listen, listen, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? A new creature. Well, God converts, hallelujah, he converts us, he transforms us, the metamorphosis into this new creature, this new creation, this new being takes place through the fire and the hammer and or hammering of his word. And many of us, all of us, yea, at some point in our walk with God, we 
tried to duck and dodge. We tried to to hide from the tool, from the mechanism, from the process, from the procedures that God was using via trials, via circumstances, via illness, or whatever they may be. We did our best to duck and dodge and or to convince ourselves that what we were experiencing was at the hand of the devil, at the hand of Satan, and God may have employed him to manifest his said purpose. However, he was not Satan, the orchestrator of what it was or is that you're going through. But the Holy Ghost comes tonight to to alert us to the reality that what many of you are running from the fire of the word, the hammer of the word, because the word convicts, because the word exhumes, because the word exposes. And glory to God. And see, what we are prone to do is to reject truth regarding ourselves that forces us to confront ourselves, that forces us to confront an aspect of ourselves that God hates, that God detests, that's abominable to him, however we like. I'm teaching good here. Y'all not talking back to the prophet. I'm teaching real good here tonight by the auspices of the Holy Ghost. Come on. Say amen to that. Huh? Let's be honest. Just for a moment. Just for a moment. Let's be honest. Let's be candid. Hmm? We are running the church. Universal is running from the heat of the word of God. The, and, and that's why in most pulpits, we hear a watered down word. We hear a, a unconcentrated word. We hear a culturally crafted, as my apostle Dr. Price would say, a culturally crafted word because we don't want to, to, to endure the heat of the fire of the word of God. But I've come to tell you, if you're going to be the prophet, the apostle, the evangelist, pastor, and teacher, glory to God, that the Lord needs in these times, you and I must cease to follow the crowd and coincide and sign off with culture's damnable doctrines, yea, doctrines of devils, and we have to recommit ourselves to the word of God and allow the word of God, glory, to burn, to bring forth the dross from the depths of our souls, from the cracks and crevices of our lives that some are unbeknownst to and others are in denial of. Huh? The Bible talks to us about there being vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. And, 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 and I want you to understand that vessels of dishonor, they're used, but they're used by the dishonorable. All right. All right. See, vessels of honor aren't used by the honorable. They aren't used by God. They aren't used by the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the deity of deities. God does not use vessels of dishonor because he's an honorable God. And the way for you and I to become honorable vessels, whereby we are fit for the master's use, we have to cease running from what he is using to make us the honorable vessels and are the vessels of honor. All right. So embrace the fire and pursue the hammer. Now, let's go further in this teaching. If you haven't already hit that share button, come on, hit that share button. Let's look at fire from the noun form. Fire, a destructive burning, death or torture, severe trial or ordeal. And this is why many are running from the fire and or categorizing what is being used to destroy your nasty attitude, to destroy your nasty disposition, to destroy the low self-esteem, to destroy the, the, uh, uh, the, the, the victimization, the mindset thereof. See, because fire is not comfortable or painless in the natural, physical, literal sense, as well as the spiritual. 
When the fire of God, the word of God, when it manifests, when the word of God conforms and transforms into uh, uh, the all-consuming fire, it's not comfortable to us what that fire is working on, burning out, huh? And revealing. See, fire is also a revealer. Fire does not only destroy, but fire reveals. Are you listening to me? Fire exposes what's covered by the drought, covered by the filth, covered by the dirt. That's why the gold, the, the, the silver, precious metals go into fire, not to destroy the precious metal, but to perfect it. Glory to God. To perfect it. See, the fire comes to perfect us so that we can be what? Fit for the master's use. The fire, it extracts the contaminants. It extracts those 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 elements of our fallen nature that 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 stains and taints us. See, you forgot that God is a holy God, and a holy Hallelujah! A holy God cannot interact with that which is unholy until He sanctifies it, Un- ha, 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 ha. until He sets it apart. Hmm? Until he cleans it, cleanses it, see? And so fire is a destructive burning. It's a death or torture. You can't exhibit, not exhibit, you can't exempt the fire. And not only the word of God, but the fire by way of circumstances, fire by way of trials. Hence, 1 Peter 4 and 12 right there, yet showing on the screen. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. Peter says, listen, he says, when you go, and notice, he just didn't say when you go through trials. Let me put it back. He, he, he did not say, don't think it's strange concerning the trials that come to try you. No, he said, don't think it's strange regarding the fiery trials, the circumstances, the predicaments, the, the, the issues, the problems, the environments, the upbringing, uh, uh, things of that nature. Those, 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 those mechanisms, those processes that God used They were fiery because he was endeavoring to burn. He was endeavoring to destroy. He was endeavoring to expose. He was endeavoring to uncover. And some of you listening under the sound of my voice, you purposely connected and joined a church that preaches a motivational gospel, a watered down, unconcentrated word, because you want to hold on to what God is endeavoring to burn out of your life, what he's endeavoring to hammer out of your life. There are things that God has to break in order for, and the one of the main things is our will. See, thy word is, is not, is, is not, Thy word like a, like, like, is not that, okay, calm down, Johnson, I'm getting happy. (laughs) Is not your word like as fire and a hammer that breaketh or breaks the rock in pieces? Huh? What's the rock that you're endeavoring to shelter, cover, and protect from God's hammer, from the hammer of the word? Hence is why you joined a church that you knows that you know preaches a convictionless gospel. You joined, you connected with the ministry, and it amazes me how people will 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 happily sow into a ministry, an organization, a church, a minister that God is not using. Well, how can you say that, prophet? Well, one one of the main ways how you can discern and detect that God is not with a ministry is when it ceases 
to preach or simply does not preach on sin. That's the whole reason and purpose Christ came. So how can you exempt touching, teaching, expounding on the reason in which God sent his son? Sin is what got us in the predicament of excommunication from God. Sin is what got us in the predicament humanity-wise. Sin is what got humanity through our forefather, or through our founding father, as it were, uh, Adam. It, it was his disobedience to God that, 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 that manifested and opened the door to sin, and, and humanity suffered the consequence. And so how can you skip over the issue that brought Jesus to the earth? I'm teaching good. How can you skip over the issue that put Jesus on the cross? Because you don't want to be convicted about what it is that you're doing because you've been lied to as it pertains to God is love, 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 love. And because he's love only, he will put up with your foolishness and put up with your disrespect and put up with your rejection and put up and put up and put up. No, 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 no. God is, uh, as a prophet of the Lord, God is in the position of shutting up and shutting down. He's not putting up with the foolishness. He's not putting up with the rhetoric. He's not putting up with the blatant disrespect anymore. Hard reset. And it has not registered in the minds of many in the body of Christ. You still think God is playing, but I've come to sound the alarm and to let you know he is not playing, never was actually. And he is, he is, he is giving the church this ultimatum. You will either concede to my will, purpose, and plan, or you will be destroyed. You will either pursue and embrace what I'm doing by way of my word. You will embrace the sharpness. You will embrace the directness. You will embrace the, the, the unequivocal de de declaration of what I'm saying by way of my apostles and my prophets. Come on, y'all say amen to that. Put amen in the comments. Glory to God. Say amen to that. So let me take a sip here while y'all let that sit. So now again, 1 Peter 4.12, beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. It's to try, not to kill you. Glory to God. But to try you. Come on. Can I just teach while I'm teaching? He says these trials don't come to kill you. They don't come to destroy you in essence. They come to destroy aspects of you and or aspects of your fallen nature. They come to destroy the devil in you, the demons in you. Huh? They come to try you. They come to test a synonym. They come to test you. Any product that you have in your home, be it the chair that you sit in, be it the car you drive, be it the television that you watch, be it the, the, the oven that you use to cook by, the microwave, whatever it is, the, the, the fax machine, the cell phone, whatever uh, product you use, before the manufacturer put it on the market, they had to test it. They had to try it. It amazes me that only the church wants to exempt from trials. When the purpose of God trying you is to perfect you, is so that he can see and or determine how much use he can get out of you. Every vehicle on the market, it doesn't matter whether it's your top of the line luxury vehicle or the most financially feasible vehicle, Toyota Tercel, if they still make those. Every vehicle, automobile out there on the market goes through trials. 
go through testing. They crash it. They they drive it in inclement weather. They drive it in harsh weather so that they can determine how useful or how long you will be able to use that vehicle. And so the word of God comes as fire, comes as hammer, or comes as a hammer to determine how usable we are or how usable we will be. Because if we keep buckling under the low-level trials, if we keep pulling our hand back from the heat, the low-level heat that the teaching of God's word is producing, the low-level heat that the rebuke produced, the low-level heat that the correction produced, if you keep drawing your hand back from the low-level heat, God already knows that he can't use you, but so much he can only advance you but so far because you are buckling, you are retreating at the lowest level of discomfort, uh, displeasure, and or pain. All right. Y'all not talking back to the prophet tonight, but I'm teaching good by the Holy Ghost. Let's go further. Hammer. Hammer in the noun as a noun, rather, a hand tool consisting of a solid head set crosswise on a handle, listen, and used for pounding. Used for pounding. Is not my word, Jeremiah 23, 19, our foundational text, our focus, our, our focal text, our reference text, is not my word as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. The word of God is a sculpting tool. Hmm? So hammer is used to pound. So why is it that we're shocked at the discomfort that the true, unadulterated, concentrated, pure, un Un, un, uh, culturally, un, uh, culturally unmodified word produces. And see, this is how you are able to de detect and discern whether or not you're sitting under a legitimate voice of Jesus Christ, a legitimate vessel of Jesus Christ, a legitimate fivefold office holder. Because when that word is preached, I don't care what is, I don't care what the subject matter is, somewhere in the discourse, somewhere along the teaching and the preaching and the, the, the proclamation, somewhere along, conviction is going to hit your soul. The word of God is going to manifest as a mirror and reflect the you that God detests that reflects the you that is abominable to him, that reflects the you that he is dissatisfied with. If you are constantly sitting under and exposed to the word of God and you always leave encouraged and uplifted and you never leave asking yourself, well, Lord, am I even saved? Lord, am I converted? Lord, uh, am I really going to make it in? If you never leave asking yourself these questions, if you never leave examining where you are in God, then you have not sat under fire. You have not been exposed to the hammer of God's word. And every time a, a, a authentic, legitimate voice of the Lord Jesus Christ preaches, the fire of the word will manifest. The hammer of the word will manifest because he is perfecting us into the image of Jesus Christ. He is daily conforming us into the next dimension of his son. Let's go further. Hammered, hammering. Let's look at it in transitive verb, to strike blows. I'm going somewhere. Especially repeatedly with. We're dealing with the hammer analogy of God's word. 
So to hammer, to be hammered, to experience hammering is to beat, to drive or shape with repeated blows of a hammer. Remember, I told you that the word of God is a sculpting tool. God endeavors to shape you into who and what he has destined. This is why you and I don't have the right to articulate to God what mechanism, what processes to use, because you nor I know the end product that God wants to produce out of us. He knows. We don't know the end product. And so that's why uh, 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 you saying, well, God, why me? Why am I going through this? Why am I experiencing this? Why uh, did you, why was it my plight to, to experience this in this manner? And, and, and that's why Paul says to us that we are not to compare ourselves to others because you don't know the end result that God is after. Hmm? Can I just teach while I'm teaching? You don't know the end result that God is after. He does. And so that's why faith is required. That's why trust in him is required. That's why Job said, though he slay me, Job mistakenly thought that it was God doing the slaying. It was Satan that was doing the slaying, but he was doing it by permission of God. I'm teaching here. Satan was doing the slaying, but he was doing the slaying at the direction, at the command, yea, the demand of God, because contrary to popular belief, Satan is God's, is, is, uh, God rather, is Satan's employer. And so Job said, well, if it's you, though you slay me, I'm going to trust you. I don't understand why. I don't know why you chose this way. But then again, what did Job say? You know the way that I take. And when you have tried me, I'm hollering, but I feel Holy Ghost. When you have tried me, listen to the, 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 the emergence of Job's faith. Listen to the fortification of Job's faith. Listen to the rising of Job's faith. Job ceased to reject the hammering process and the fire mechanism that God was using because he did not know the end result. And so he finally relented. He finally relinquished over to the will of God. And the end result was that Job was a principality, a power in the making. And so the, the huh, all right, oh God, I got to hold myself. So the process that God used was necessary and there could have been no other way for God to process Job than the harsh way he did for him to lose everything because he was sculpting him, hammering him into burning him into a principality, a power, a high power. And those who are in high positions, even in the corporate world, in the secular arena, regardless of the sphere, whether it's entertainment, whether it's, it's, it's arts, uh, well, that's the same thing as entertainment, whether it's educational, it doesn't matter. If they are a principality in that, in, in that sphere, in that realm, I guarantee you talk to them, interview them. They will have horrific stories and, 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 and they will share experiences that will cause your hair to stand on edge and or to fall out. And many of us would have succumbed, would, would have uh, uh, asphyxiated and died under the pressure of their chosen trial. But God knew the end result that he had purpose for their life. And that was to place them as a principality in one of the seven mountains and or the seven spheres of influence. I'm teaching good here. I'm teaching good here. So stop fighting God. See, the baby saint, the, 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 the infant child of God 
says, why me? Why me? I don't understand. Uh, and, and when you are a babe in Christ, God will uh, tolerate such behavior and tolerate such uh, tantrums and, and, and because he understands that you are you are developing and you're growing. But when you've been in God, huh, come on here, 10 years, even a good six, eight years and more, and, and you are still asking that question, why me? No, you're not ready to take on the hammer, the fire process and procedures that God has chosen to make you what you want to be simply for the benefits, simply for the rewards and or the harvest of getting there. But you can't get there if you abort the process. You can't get there if you're ducking and dodging and failing to embrace the fire and pursue the hammer. You can't get there. You'll only be able to see afar off what God has destined for you. And so let me encourage you tonight. Come on, let me let me uh, uh, challenge you tonight to, to, to shut up the whining. Can I just teach this? To shut up. I'm talking about those who are matured in God. You've been in God for, for, for a decade. You've been in God. You've been in ministry. You've been hacking away uh, uh, at, at, at your purpose and, and whatever it is. And, and, and the enemy is, is, is baiting you is baiting you with complaint. No, 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 no. Pull that bait out of your mouth if you've already bit it. And cease to complain. Stop asking why me and start asking, okay, God, reveal unto me your divine purpose and plan for manifesting the hammer and the fire of your word, of your will. There's, there, there's a reason why I'm going through hell like this. There's a reason why the enemy has been, has, has been released. There's a reason why Satan is on work release pertaining to this aspect of my life. So I'm not going to say, why me? I'm going to say, God, what is it that you are preparing me to do for you? What, what, what level of principality, what type of principality are you using the word, the teaching, the training to burn out. What a hammer, what, what, what part of the hammering process are you using to make me into? So stop saying the why, me, and start asking the, the, the right questions, the matured questions. Huh? Is this, is this helping anybody? Is this, is this, now this might not be for everybody. I'm not for everybody. But if, if this is helping you, if this is blessing you, if this is uh, challenging you, if this is challenging you to think critically and challenging you to, to change in your mindset as it pertains to the, 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 the fire and the hammer that God is using by way of his word, by way of teaching, by way of correction, by way of this simulcast. Now, so let's look at and I'm going to run through this, only have three more slides, and we'll, and we'll be done for tonight. Synonyms for hammer. Just a few. There were more, but these ones really stood out to me. Synonyms for hammer. Bash, beat, belabor, buffet, club, paddle, pound, whoop, whip, thrash, thresh, work over. See? Now, we don't want to hear these terms mentioned and or synonymous with Jesus. But the Jesus that I read in this here Bible was a Jesus that bashed the disciples, beat the disciples, belabored the disciples, buffeted the disciples, clubbed the disciples, paddled the disciples, pound the disciples, whooped the disciples, whipped the disciples. He thrashed, he thrashed, and he worked them over. Read your Bible. Jesus was not this sissified, passive person that the church is doing so, is working so hard to make him out to be. No, 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 no. Jesus, those three and a half years that he was with the disciples, he was 
whooping them, beating them. He was manifesting as a fire and as a hammer. Why? Because they were the founding apostles. Apostles are principalities, or should be. The, the, the authentic one, the real apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that's why, come on, read the Gospels. Jesus made statements to them, uh, how long do I have to suffer with you? <laughs> and that's not being slapped upside the head verbally. He said, how long do I have to put up with your, with your lack of faith? How long do I have to put up with your quarrel, quarreling? How long do I have to put up with your uh, 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 immature attitude? How long, Peter, do I have to put up with, with you taking the lead of your emotions and, and taking the lead of your flesh? No, no, he get converted. Come on. All right. So let's move. Now, we talked about the word being fire. We talked about the word being a hammer. Now let's look at Hebrews 4 and 12. Let's further build this and, 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 and pull some more um, illustrations and or um, comparisons to the word of God. Hebrews 4, 4 and 12, for the word of God is living and powerful. Now, can we just stop there? It's living and powerful. It's living and powerful. It's moving. It's active. Is that not the same characteristics as a fire? Hmm? See? The Word of God does not, the, the, the purpose of the Word of God is not to pacify us. The purpose of the word of God is not to appease us. The purpose of the word of God uh, is, is, is not to encourage us, really. Now, there are aspects and elements of encouragement in it because he's a good father. There's no father that, that, that disciplines and chastises and ceases or fails to encourage that child to do right. Encourage that child to, to ascribe uh, for, uh, for, 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 for better and for the best. Huh? So, but I want you to understand, we have to stop, we in the church have to stop uh, making the word to be what it never was designed to be. No, the word of God is a fire, it's a hammer, and according to Hebrews 4 and 12, the word of God is living and powerful, and it's not sharp as. No. It doesn't say it's sharp as. It says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Now, let me just break this down for a minute. Because I, oh, hallelujah, I feel like running through a troop and leaping over a wall. Sharper, not sharp as. The word of God is living and it's powerful. Huh? So this is why I, you'll never find C.T. Johnson sitting under submitting to a dead preacher, dead word. Because the authentic, legitimate word of God is living and is powerful. It dominates. <laughs> the word of God is powerful. It dominates. It controls. It demands. It commands. Hmm? And it's sharper, not sharp as, sharper than any two-edged sword. A two-edged sword is designed, catch this, it is designed to cut going in when it pierces. A two-edged sword is designed to cut going in as well as cut when it's pulled out, when it's extracted. A two-edged sword is causes danger and harm going in as well as going out because it's after something specific. It has a specific assignment to destroy, to kill. You don't utilize a two-edged sword. Those uh, who study martial arts and, 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 and utilize and have the understanding of, of summarized swords and all of that, uh, uh, they, they are two-edged swords. And those two-edged swords, they cut at the slightest touch, 
because it's two-edged. Hmm? It, it's designed, its purpose is to cut going in and coming out. Listen to, let's conclude uh, Hebrews 4 and 12, uh, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division, the dividing of soul and spirit. See, the word of God comes to divide. It comes to, it comes to separate us. I'm not ready uh, for you to give. Well, if you want to give, you saw it there briefly. I'll put it back in a minute because many of you need to sow into this word. But the word of God, it, 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 it is a sifter. A sifter separates, separates the usable particles from the unusable, the beneficial from the unbeneficial. And this is one reason why many duck and dodge the word of God. That's one reason why my broadcast, and I, I know it, my broadcast is not as popular as it could be because one, I am a prophet in the office. I'm not a prophesier. So you're not going to get prophecy. You, you, you hardly ever get some prophecy from my broadcast unless you con contact me, my ministry specifically for uh, advisements and things of that nature. Uh, uh, but, but, but here on this platform, C.T. Johnson Ministries, we're not prophesying for we're not prophesiers. We're prophets. And as Dr. Price, my apostle, always says, is that prophets prophesying is just a small aspect of what we as prophets are supposed to do. And this is why, going back to my uh, statement, uh, my, my broadcast and my numbers aren't as high as they could be, because when people tune in to Empowerment Monday, when they tune in to my podcast, A Biblical Perspective, when they tune in to my telecast, Prophetic Voice, when they tune into any thing that I'm doing by way of teaching, you know, glory to God, that the authentic, unadulterated, uncompromised, uh, unmodified word of God is going to go forth and people don't want to be convicted. They don't want to be confronted. They don't want to feel the heat of the fire and or the pressure of the hammer. And so I'm content with not being the number one prophet on social media. I'm content because I know my purpose and I know that many people, they want the benefits of God, but they don't want the process of God. I said something there. I feel I need to hit something, Lord. I need, let me just clap. Let me just clap because I don't have a slap cloth. I don't have nothing to hit. Many people want the blessings of God, the benefits of God, the promises of God, but they don't want the process of God. You will not get the, pro the, the promises of God without the process of God. The process of God produces the promises of God. Uh-huh. Put that in your pipe and smoke. Well, you shouldn't be smoking, so don't put it in no pipe. <laughs> let, me, let me get out of here. Let me get out of here. Let me finish this for Hebrews 4 and 12. For the, word of the, for the word of God is living, powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. Come on, see, the word of God is to dig all up in your flesh. It's to separate all that carnal thinking, to separate from you all of, all, all of that lascivious thinking, to, 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 to separate uh, 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 all of those uh, damnable proclivities and practices and mindsets, uh, that nasty attitude, that bad disposition, that complaining spirit, come on, uh, uh, and even that spirit of victimization, come on, the word of God is a two-edged sword, and it comes to separate soul and spirit, it comes to divide joint from marrow, and it is, the word, is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart, hmm? and this is another reason why we're rejecting what we need to be embracing and pursuing because we don't want God to expose the true, the truth of how we feel about him, about life, about whatever. All right, two more slides and I'm done. Now, let's break down the word embrace. And then, of course, we're going to break down the word pursue. Embrace the fire. We've already taught explain what fire is, 
the word of God likened as unto a fire and a hammer. We explained the purpose of fire in the natural as well as the spirit. We explained the purpose of a hammer. We, we, we just looked at Hebrews 4 and 12 as it pertains to the word of God uh, as a sword as well. So now when we talk about embracing the fire in, and pursuing the hammer, again, fire the word of God, hammer the word of God, the law of God. And this is on the last slide, but let me just throw this in because now I'm racing against the clock. The word word in scripture is synonymous with law. It's synonymous with precept. It's, it's synonymous with rule. So in the Bible, in the word of God, when you see rule, when you see law, when you see precept, it means word, the word of God or the will of God. The word of God is his will. The word of God is his law. The word of God are his precepts. Are you following me? All right. And so to embrace is to cherish, to love, to welcome, and to accept. How many of you honestly cherish the word of God when it manifests as a fire? <laughs> How many of you cherish? Oh, when it's love. Oh, when it's blessing. Oh, when it's healing. When the word of God manifests as healing, oh, we love it. We cherish it. We, we, we accept it. We welcome it. But when the word of God manifests as a fire, when it manifests as a sword, when it manifests as a hammer, when it targets areas and aspects of our lives, we cease to embrace it. But as the song said, part-time lover, God is not interested in part-time children, part-time servants, part-time obeyers, part-time lovers. He is looking for, for full-time sons and daughters, full-time principalities, full-time prophets, full-time evangelists. He's looking for us to go full-time. Hmm? Pursue, to engage in to follow up or proceed with, pursue. So we embrace the fire. We cherish the word of God, even, even when it, it causes discomfort, even when it, it, it causes family, fa family uh, separation, family division, and a division among the family. Because see, God wants to know, who do you love more? Do you love baby or him? That's why Abraham was tested with Isaac. So don't tell me that God won't require your, he won't require that dear, precious thing. Because he required it of Abraham and he gave it even of himself by way of Jesus Christ. I'm teaching good here. Last slide. So. Why are we to embrace the fire? Why are we to pursue the hammer? Which is the word of God, which is the law of God. This is why Psalms 19 and 7. This is why. And this is why the devil fights you from receiving truth such as this. This is why the devil fights you from connecting with an authentic gift because the word of God, the fire of the word of God, the hammer of the word of God, the sword being the word of God, which is, again, I told you, word is synonymous with law. It's synonymous with precept. It's synonymous with rule. Okay. And Psalms 19 and 7 says the law of the Lord, the word of the Lord, the will of the Lord, the precepts of the Lord, uh, the regulations of the Lord. Okay all synonymous with law, of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. And this is why you are to embrace the fire and pursue the hammer because it's the tool of conversion. It's the tool that God uses to conform us into the image of his dear son. It's the tool that God uses to make us, to, to transform us literally from dishonorable vessels to vessels of honor or from vessels of dishonor to vessels of honor. See, the word of the Lord is perfect. And this is why many duck and dodge, because the 
perfect word reveals imperfections. Come on here. I need y'all to see my face on that. The perfect word reveals imperfections, and that's why you're running from it. And that's why you, many of you have adopted the damnable lie. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. No, there, there is a you that is perfect. The born again you, the new created you. But the problem is that many of us have been being led by our imperfect self, the flesh, versus being led by our perfect self that was created in the image of God that has been redeemed. I got to get out of here because my time is going. It's 832. I got to let it go. I got to let it go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Is that registering? All right. The soul, the, the, the law, the word of the Lord, the, the law of the Lord, the word of the Lord, the rule of God, the rules of God, the precepts of God is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. See, in our conversion by the fire, by the hammer, by the sword of the word, we move from ignorant, we move from stupid, we move from, from naive to wise and operate in the wisdom of God. I'm done. Law, ordinance, rule, prescribed by authority, regulation. These are the etymological breakdowns of these words. Law is ordinance. It's rule prescribed by authority. It's regulation. Convert is to turn around to turn towards, transform, win over. See, many, all of us have been won over by Satan for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. But if if conversion legitimately, scripturally has taken place, you have been won over by Christ. You have returned to your initial position in Christ prior to the fall. You have been redeemed, convert to change into another form. I love that or substance. Hence again, Corinthians talks to us about um, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? A new creature. See, it talks to us about literally being changed into another form and or another substance. And this is why, beloved, and I'm done, you ought to embrace the fire. Take it into your bosom. Take it into your bosom, the fire of the word of God. Let it burn up everything that's unlike Jesus Christ. Let it burn up every guilt. Let it burn up every hindrance. Let it burn up those areas and aspects of your past that has arrested you and that, that, that keeps you immobile and impaired, keeps you stagnant. Come on. Let the word of God burn. Embrace the fire of this word even tonight. Don't fight it. Don't reject it. Don't kick against it. Embrace it. Let it burn. Hallelujah. Burn, baby, burn. Let it burn. Let the hammer of God's word strike. Come on here. Let it chip away. Let it chisel away. Because he knows the end result. He knows what he is making, what he has destined to be. That's why he has the right to call the shots. He has the right to determine which, ty which, which, which type of hammer to utilize. A sculptor has various chisels, various types of chisels, uh, their uh, various angles, sharp, uh, the, the various angles, the, the chisel has various angles. The, the, the chisel uh, uh, is able to, to, to cut certain levels of depth out of the rock or out of the stone, out of the clay, whatever it is that they're sculpting. Well, were you empowered? Were you challenged to think critically? Are you seeing and understanding the subject matter from God's perspective? I want to hear your answers to those questions. Email me at admin, A-D-M-I-N at ctjohnson.org or join our Facebook group, A Biblical Perspective Podcast. There we have continued dialogue in regards to the podcast, the subject matters, the topics. And so I want to hear your thoughts on this subject matter. Again, email me at admin, A-D-M-I-N at ctjohnson.org, or you can message or place in the comments in our Facebook group, A Biblical Perspective Podcast. And I personally 
That's right. Yours truly, Prophet C.T. Johnson, personally responds to your emails. I am the one that is corresponding, responding, and dialoguing with you in our Facebook group. Let's engage and discuss your thoughts, all right? Also, remember to send me your two empowering points as it pertains to what God shared, what the Holy Ghost revealed to you in this teaching. Visiting the show notes in the podcast description will provide you with the email address and all other pertinent information to contact yours truly. Thank you so much for listening. Know that I greatly appreciate every listener. Would you consider partnering with CT Johnson Ministries International and a Biblical Perspective podcast? Enable us to continue empowering lives. Go to ctjohnson.org slash partnership and sow your best seed today. Tune in next time as I continue to empower your thinking from God's perspective. Be empowered. Thank you so much for joining me today on a Biblical Perspective podcast. Did today's episode empower you? If so, rate and subscribe to the podcast at cpnshows.com, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen. To learn more about me and C.T. Johnson Ministries International, visit the website at ctjohnson.org or text the letters CTJM to 855 855- 686-1201. Also, connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at CTJMINTL and Facebook at CT Johnson Ministries. Tune in next time as I continue to empower your thinking from God's perspective. Be empowered.